Fedheads. Welcome back to another episode of Cigar Chat. I'm Trip. Uh, we had a couple issues with the introduction tonight. The There were some issues on Facebook with the recording uh, where the audio was really kind of unlistenable, so we decided to re-record it. So that's what you're hearing right now. We already recorded the interview. I just wanted to redo the intro so you guys could have a nice intro to the conversation. Um, our interview tonight is with Eddie Guerrera from Gurkha Cigars. Um, we'll get right into the interview here. So here it goes. So we're back here with Eddie from Gurkha. Um, why don't you go back over what you were saying about how Gurkha gets a bad rap uh, for people who were stuck in a bizarre audio loop hellhole? Yeah, so we'll, we'll again, we'll recap, you know, there's many different sides to Gurkha. And you, you'll often hear me say there's definitely a Gurkha for everybody. And um, again, we make different types of cigars. You know, we make the cigars that go on catalogs and they go online. You make the cigars that are the brick and mortar cigars, which to, you know, they're super premium qualities what you and I smoke, what pretty much everyone listening smokes. A lot of people don't really give those a try or uh, just because of the whole uh, catalog reputation. However, we, I mean, we do really well with them. Uh, we had our best year in history at the trade show this year. I mean, we're, we're pushing more than, you know, 12 million cigars, which is a pretty significant amount. That's a few cigars. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We're, we're banging them. We're banging them out and, you know, we're quadrupling many companies, and, and that's like legit numbers. That's that's not you know that's not even catalog counting. So we're we're in over two thousand shops, so we're we're killing it. But the bad rap again comes from people sometimes comparing the online stuff to what you get brick and mortar wise, and you you really can't compare that. They're completely different lines, and brick and mortar is exclusive to brick and mortar. It doesn't go online, and you know online again if you're buying two dollar cigars, yeah, those are cool, but you're buying $2 cigars. You know, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, you can smoke them. Not everyone could be smoking, you know, $9, $10 cigars daily. So you got to have your daily smokes that are 2 3 bucks. But, you know, you, you can't compare that to one we're charging $18, $19 for one of our seller reserves. They're two completely different types of smokes. Yeah. I mean, that's how it goes, though. Um, I mean, when you're dealing with a company as big as Gurkha, as far as sales go, I mean, not everything can be for a specific market. Um, so, way, sorry, go ahead. Like, the way I like to describe it to certain people is, like, let's think of Mercedes, you know? You have a C-Class, and you go all the way to the SLR. You know, the C-Class is the entry level. Still a Mercedes, it's a C-Class. So it's still a Gurkha, but you're getting, you know, the online stuff. And then you, you graduate on to the brick and mortar where it's like, you know, the E's, the S's, and so on and so forth. Um, and Don Bleeker has not not a question, but a comment, which is, I'm curious to know how many repeat customers Gurkha gets. It'll be interesting to see where their sales go in five years. Um, and I want to address that by saying when I got into cigars, they had the same reputation to 12 years ago. Um, hardcore guys were like, I don't like Gurkhas. And new guys were like, this Gurkha's cheap, so I bought it. And uh, their sales strategy works. You can't, well, I can't say any bad things about their sales strategy. <laughs> you know, to answer his question, I mean, we've been around since the 90s, early 90s. Mm -hmm. So, not going anywhere. We're growing every year. Our brick and mortar is like taking a lot, of, a lot of shops. And we have die hard, die hard brick and mortar Gurga fans. Internationally, we have a humongous uh, market share. So, it's, you know, if you have, if you've only smoked the online stuff and you, you're questioning it, you know, walk into a shop. Grab any of the brick and mortar sticks. Trust me, you know, 
I'd say about 95% of the time when I have this conversation with somebody there and around me, I'll give them one and they always turn around and be like, damn, all right, this is pretty good. Huh? So you just got to try it. Yeah. So, and, and it, and it happens. So, yeah. That, and that's the thing. Like I said before, if you're, if you have not, if you have a low opinion of Gurkha and you haven't smoked a heritage or heritage Maduro, please try it because it will change your opinion. Um, they're, they're so good. Yeah, I'm smoking the Heritage Maduro right now. It's fantastic. That's a great cigar, you know, and, and a lot of change in the last five years. You know, we um, we all really got involved. Our national sales director, Juan Lopez, who's, you know, he's a legend in the industry himself. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of took the lead role in the blending team. And guys got a killer palate, you know, knock it to him. And then, you know, Carlos Yacaterano, uh, the Toronto family joined a company and he, you know, joined into the whole blending process. And then I joined the company. And then between us three, you, you know, three very serious smokers, we, we all have fun, you know, contributing to the blends ever since then. And after that, we share with our friends, kind of take notes. And, and that's <laughs> why you get what you got now, you know, and yeah. So the reserves all kill it. Our Royal challenges kill it. The ghost kills it. You know, that's one of our best selling cigars and all the, New stuff that's old stuff that came back. Well, I wanted to talk about that again because I think that was before when we were having the audio issues. Um, right. So I want to make sure people get that. So what is what is the new stuff that's coming back? Um, the old stuff that's coming back that's going to be new again. Old stuff that's actually new stuff again. So, you know, when, when the company first started, you know, in the early 2000s, like making some very killer cigars. You know, we had different manufacturers at that time. We were working a lot with the Toronto family and the, um, the Olivas family. And they were making fantastic smokes for us. At that same time, you know how it was. Every year the IPCPR would come out, or at that time the RTDA. You have to come out three, four new blends because every year somebody wants something new. And you just come out with brands and brands and brands and brands and brands and brands. And, brands. and you know, here you are 15, 20 years later, a lot of those original brands kind of just like, not that they disappeared, it's just their dust. You know, people kind of like, they're still in shops, but it was like no one really. They were forgotten they, about. Outshine, in the you know? greater mind. Right. So, you know, the whole FDA thing happens and we're like, well, can't really release new stuff anymore. That's kind of done as we know it. But we're very fortunate. I mean, we got, we got a back catalog of hundred, literally hundreds of brands. Yeah, so it's a unique are, position for uh, sure. Yeah, we're we're positioned to re-release two or three new products for the next 20, 30 years. So we said, all right, well, let's start taking advantage of it. And we did it this year at the trade show. We re-brought out the Master Select, which from 2001, we're calling it the Master Select OVB, which stands for Original Vintage Blend. It's not the Master Select you're going to find online in the catalog. It's a very different cigar. So the OVB is still made. You know, we went back to the Olivas family and, and they still had the original blend recipe and we found, we found a bunch of the old boxes from 2001. It's kind of crazy. And uh, <laughs> we brought it out, and it's slamming. It, it really is a great cigar. I mean, I gave you one to you at the show. I know we spoke about it a little bit. That's It's an amazing Ecuadorian Connecticut – I'm sorry, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Honduran binder, and Nicaraguan fillers. And you know, I was going to say, it, that doesn't smoke like a Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, no, I said <laughs> So many lines, so many blends to remember. Uh, which it's it's awesome, and then the other one that we came out with from back then is the Havana Legend, which I'm smoking it as well, and another slamming cigar. This one's a little bit more medium body. The Master Select's like medium to full, and uh, Ecuadorian Havana, which wrapper, which 
Ecuador makes great rappers, let me tell you. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, they do. Dominican and Nicaraguan binary fielders. Slamming great price point as well, which is something, you know, we kind of got that stigma of we have very expensive cigars, and we do, but these re-releasing these products, we're trying to come out with, you know, $8, $9 sticks, you know, and that's yeah, you know, very, very different than when we're coming out with $15 to $16 sticks. So, and they're great. I mean, we also have a Robusto Corto in this, which is my, one of my favorite sizes, uh, four and a half by uh, 48, and we're moving that at six dollars. So nice. Yeah, not bad. Jason, you got anything? <clears throat> yeah. So I was kind of curious. Um, we get a lot of people on the show that are from, I, I would say, small to medium size cigar companies. But as a sales manager for Gurkha, I mean, you're you're obviously in a more of a corporate setting, and it's like you 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 have a wide variety of responsibilities could you kind of talk through a little bit about just sort of like what what your job is like you 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 sort of have your brick and mortar shops and you have a field sales force that you're working with it it might be different than someone that is with a small company i'm actually wait yeah there's confusion juan is the sales director i'm the marketing director okay so but i mean we all we work hand in hand obviously i mean one hand washes the other I, i there's impossible for me to do my job without him so he's definitely the one on the field um (laughs) my job is uh you know geez where do i start uh aside from the typical pr marketing stuff with between social media and media and all that stuff uh, i work with the owner we design i design all the bands all the labels all the boxes all the humidors all the packaging all the swag uh, all the concepts when we're going to be releasing the products how we're going to release it you know pretty much they we create a cigar and it's my job to make sure that people hear about it and it's 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 out there and on top of that is building brand partnerships aligning yourself with other major brands like luxury lifestyle brands and then just every day to day stuff you know like you don't really titled me nothing in our company we're all a team so, I mean, there'll be days that I'll walk into the back of the warehouse and I help them pack boxes because, I mean, we have major orders coming in. So, yeah, I do traveling to shop myself, which I personally love to go because I get to connect with uh, the smokers. It's very easy to not be connected with the smokers at, you know, one of our positions because we we, we get to sit behind a desk in Miami. And <laughs> are very very different than smokers in you know anywhere like let's say north carolina or atlanta or where you guys are in portland so like every time i get the opportunity to go and do a lot of those big events festivals it's it's killer you know yeah absolutely um i just got a really good question from one of our viewers harley holmes he wants to know what recommendations would you have for a small cigar company just that's just starting out Wow. I think it's just a really interesting <laughs> question. You know, honestly, a couple things. Stay true to the product, never sacrifice, right? That's, that, to me, is, is major because a lot of guys would try to cut some, like, you know, save some money by, you know, cutting some corners, which never do that. At the beginning, it's really easy to stay true to the product because you want to put out the best and you don't really have major orders. But when you start growing, you start realizing, like, 
oh my god, my inventory's low, but people are placing orders. I need to get some inventory in. You might not mm -hmm. be aging properly when you're placing your orders with the factory. I mean, that's that's really big. Um, I would say, you know, social media is gargantuan. You know, it's the new absolutely. I, I gave a seminar not too long ago, and I try to explain to a bunch of students that forget traditional. Everything's moved to digital. Everything's in the palm of your hand. It's almost even leaving from laptops. It's going like direct to, to your phone, man. Yeah. So always keep that in mind and really never be listen to everyone. Because, well, one major problem that I see in this industry is like everyone's always right, you know? And yeah. Is, I might have my opinion and I think it's valid, but I, I should probably listen to yours because you're the one that's buying the stuff. You know what I mean? And, and that's one problem that I see with a lot of smaller companies. They're all great guys, but customers are talking about oh, this or that. And they're like, I know what I'm talking about. This is the way you do it. This is the best way. And it's, look, at the end of the day, everybody has an opinion. I think you should probably listen to. You might learn a little something from somebody because we're not all perfect. But, and then stick to your gun and get ready for a long, painful ride. <laughs> but that, that, that's my advice. Good answer. Um, and I've got a question. Actually, before I get to my question, um, we have to take a little break. Our first break is sponsored by Gurkha. Do you want to do a spot for Gurkha, or should I just play the ad? Uh, play the ad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking. Brought to you by Gurkha Cigars. Gurkha Cigars, makers of the world's finest cigars. Try the 93-rated Heritage, featuring Rosado, Ecuador, and Habana wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Dominican, Pennsylvania, and Nicaraguan fillers. Blended by Gurkha's blending team at American Caribbean Cigars, it is hand-rolled Nicaragua and available in 35-count boxes. Talk to your local B&M about the heritage today, or talk to them about other fine Gurkha cigars. Whatever your taste preference is, Gurkha has a cigar that's right for you. And we're back uh, with Eddie from Gurkha. So I have a question that uh, I think is really relevant to our listeners. If you had to recommend five different blends from Gurkha that everybody should go out and buy uh, a sampler of all five of these right now, what five would they be? Damn. Uh, okay. Definitely the Master Select. Mm. It's amazing. That new one's fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the Ghost, by far. Uh, I want to say the Heritage, but there's two of them. So it's like I don't want to lose too many spots. You know, any of the Heritage, for me personally, the Maduro... It's more for me, but they're both amazing, all right? Uh, obviously, the Cellar Reserve. Um, the Cellar Reserve 15 is, is our it's our racehorse. It's, the thing is is amazing. Oh, God, there's so many. Five is not enough. Um, what would I do next? I only have one more to choose. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go with the, uh, the Cellar Reserve 21 year, actually. So the 15, the Ooh. 21, the, the Ghost. Whew. And they're yeah, they're all good. The, the, the twenty one, I'm a I'm a big fan of just because the Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper thing is creamy. So it's so creamy, yeah. Yeah, but that that would be the five. Um, it's it's funny that you asked the sample pack. We just started releasing these sampler packs, uh, but they actually have six cigars in them, and uh, we're doing two different ones: one from our factory in Nicaragua, and one from our factory in DR. And if you could find them, we, we did them as kind of a lost leader so everyone could try all the brands mm -hmm. and you'll find them in the mortar shop. They're give me packs so they'll last you a couple months. So, so um, 
my next question is what is in each of those packs? I'm 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 not familiar with what comes from the Nika factory and what comes from the DR factory. So from DR one you'll find like uh seller reserve um fifteen, eighteen, you'll find the ghost, you'll find uh, a beauty, you'll find uh, what else do we have? Oh uh, a cast blend that's pretty banging and you'll probably find a beast and then from the Nika factory, you'll find the Seller Reserve 12. You'll find the Royal Challenges, which they're, they're amazing. You'll find a um, uh, Havana Classic. You're going to find a Private Select. You're going to find uh, um, Heritage as well and the Heritage Maduro. So awesome. they're, all, they're all solid lines. You'll find some ninjas in some. You'll find some uh, uh, evils. So... Nice. Um, and we've got a question from a viewer. Chico Ray says he's going, he visits the DR. It sounds like on a regular basis. He wants to know where in the DR your factory is. Uh, we're in uh, Tamborin. So we, we have two factories in the DR that we work with. Uh, we work with the Cuevas family in the DR, and we also work with PDR. Okay. So the, like the Ghost and the uh, 125th are both made at the PDR factory. And, you know, they're solid. And then, as a perfect follow-up to that, Don Bleeker wants to know which factory in Nicaragua do you use? Well, we actually we acquired a factory earlier this year. I don't mm -hmm. know if you remembered. So it used to be the American Caribbean factory, not the Gerber. Okay. Okay. And then the Master Select is made at the Olivas factory, which is back. Yeah. You know, just wasn't broken. Don't fix it. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Um, and nobody's asked yet, but what are you drinking? I'm curious to know. The Upper Martini with a uh, little bit of St. George's Absinthe and Junipero Gin. Nice. Jason, you got a question? You've been quiet. Yeah, so as a, um, as a follow-up to that, what are some uh, Gurkha and beverage pairings that you find yourself visiting regularly? Well, I am... It's weird because I'm definitely like a... I like to say I'm a tequilaist. I, I love aged tequila, like really good tequila. And, but I'm also like a, a whiskey fanatic. I, last year, we spoke, I used to own a bunch of whiskey bars in Asia. So single malt is my thing. I love rum. So, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm the almost the worst person to ask that question. But I like everything. I can probably find a pairing for it all. But probably the best person to ask that question because I've drank it all. But right now, the, what I'm really stuck on it's Don Julio 1942 and the uh, Seller Reserve 10-year anniversary of the 15-year, the, the special mm -hmm. edition we released this past year. And that, that to me, is, is banging, man. The, the Don Julio 1942, I, I like to call it Mexican cognac. I mean, it's it's not even tequila. It's just a vanilla bomb, and, and it's smooth. Like, oh, I love it. Um, I'm a big fan of Zafra rum as well. Zafra rum with... Well, actually, what you're smoking right now, if you have some Zafra rum, that, that, that's like heaven... Um, I'll be right back. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I do have Zafra rum, but I'm I'm not going to run in the house and abandon the show. <laughs> that is an, uh, an, an amazing pairing. And then, you know, the typical stuff, single malt-wise, I, I, I love Dalmore. I think it's a great drop. And I, I, you know, I'll smoke that with the Master Select and we could go on. I, I'm right now, lately, like, been on this gin thing. My man. Yeah, it's... It, it's been like really blown up. I just I just came back like three days ago. I was in Madrid for the past like ten days, and there it's like either wine or gin. So like my ginness was like taken to a whole nother level. So yeah, that's that's what I'm on right now. 
Nice. I, I never, I never thought I liked gin like as a a young man, and then when I met my wife, I met her father, and her father was into cigars. So I kind of we bonded over cigars, and he got me knee deep into gin. I love gin so much now. You know what? And, and like the whole craft cocktail phenomenon that's bounced back. You know, gin is obviously a major part of that, and there's yeah. like some really killer cocktails. Like I love Negronis for some reason. Oh, Negronis are amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and then if you get a little barrel at home, you barrel age them for a little bit. Like, barrel aged Negronis are banging. And, and I think that in a cigar, like, some people might argue with me, but I love doing that. And then, obviously, I like it. I mean, I could, I could never get John to do it, but my, my current co-host, Dennis, uh, he also loves gin. So I do think that we do have a, um, a sharing our pairings featuring gin coming up at some point. Um because for me, gin just goes really well with cigars. It's Absolutely. because it's contrasting. It's not like bourbon and rum and scotch where it's kind of complementary flavors that mesh well together. It's contrasting flavors that kind of resets your palate for each other. So, I, I did a pairing class once when I was living overseas, and, and that's kind of what they try to teach us. They're like, sometimes when they complement each other too much, they fight to see who yeah. wins the flavor battle. You almost want to go completely opposite to a clean your palate, but then you actually really get to taste how good it is. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm on that. Gin's like really crisp, and I do a lot of day drinking and day smoking on, on the weekends. <laughs> you know? Sure. Or refreshing cocktail on the water here because it's still 85 degrees. You know, pretty sweet. I like it. No. Gin's great in hot, humid climates too. That's like one of those really drinks is. that I can get into when yeah. it's hot out. What, what I kind of gave up on was vodka for some reason, unless I'm doing dirty martinis. Vodka's just boring. That's why. I, unless I'm doing dirty martinis, it, it's, it's just, I, I gave up on it. I don't know why. It's I feel bad saying that. I'm, you know, sorry. Vodka's gin I, with no flavor, man. Gin, there you go. <laughs> got no personality. Exactly. So. Gin with no personality. It is, because in, in theory, the, the best vodka should taste like almost nothing. Exactly. Well, that's yes, that's correct. You should take, and then at that point, I just drink water. All right, so um, back to Gurkha. Yeah. Um, are there any blends that are out there that you want to bring back from the old times that you haven't had a chance to yet? Yeah, um, and we will be at the show. So we're already been working on them, trying to recreate the blend, and uh, we bring we bring them back i mean the blends exist they've always existed but now it's like grabbing the right working with the right material to make sure that yeah exactly what it be. so um we got four new lines that are going to be coming back and i don't know if i should technically say them yet because i guess we would have to do the whole press release thing <laughs> but, uh they will be slamming that i that i guarantee you i mean we said it a couple years ago this is a you know, especially like around the time the classic Havana came out, which I love that cigar, and then the Heritage mm-hmm. came on the road. Like, it, it's it's a whole new world uh, with Gurkhan. We we like we we now start, we had our best year in history. So wow. You know, it's it's funny. Like the show was significantly slower this year. Yeah. You know, uh, significantly. We heard that. However, a lot. however, what we found was everybody that came was a, was a real buyer. That's exactly so like, what we heard over and yeah, over again. No, yeah, tire, no, no tire kickers. No tire kickers. And and we, when I mean we beat our record, like, it wasn't even like, 
oh man, we sold a thousand dollars over. I mean, like we beat it. Like <laughs> we really like we we no recounts. No man, it was it was like wow. We we beat it by day three. So wow. it was yeah, it was pretty solid. So you know, it's it's gonna be a good year. Next year should be solid. Um, I'm I'm really excited because uh, I've been working on the packaging for a while with Kaizad and we have some great new stuff, great new swag coming out. Oh, um, love me some yeah. swag. Yeah, and, and you know we kind of have I mean, like a reputation to live up to when it comes to swag because we we always stuff like that. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> No idea. <laughs> serious. I got like nine different types of cutters coming out. You know what we are going to do? And I'll, I'll kind of break some news here. We are going to be releasing a new line of the company, which we're going to start doing really nice humidors. Oh, nice. So, oh, cool. Like, we're going to come out with 20 designs, 20 different types of humidors that you're going to see. Because what you're going to, well, you find a lot in shops, right? You'll find like cheap $25 humidors. Or you're gonna find like five and six hundred dollar humidors. There, there's never anything in the middle. Yeah. But and if it is, it's a cheap, expensive humidor or an expensive, cheap right, humidor. It's kind of like full cedar. It's just cedar veneer. Like so, we really saw like something's missing here. There's there's guys that are like, hey, I want to spend more than twenty five bucks on a humidor, but I'm I'm not willing to spend five hundred either. I'm not crazy. So you know, we're gonna be coming out with a line of humidors that are gonna go anywhere from one hundred and twenty bucks to two hundred and fifty bucks. That's a good spot for humidors, I feel like. Yeah, and, and you know, and they're gorgeous. I mean, amazing collecting collector humidors. Um, that's also going to come out with a line. You know, we got six different cutters coming out. We got a bunch of lighters coming out. We we're, we're going to really try to start adding that. You know, uh, nice. Um, we got a couple more audience questions that are about what we were talking about a few minutes ago. So first, Chico Ray wants to know what's your opinion on Florida Kanye Twelve. Um, I'll answer that first, and I'll say I love Florida Kanye 12. Um, that's one of my standby rums. I love it because it's it's kind of in between scotch. It's like that perfect middle ground between scotch, rum, and bourbon. Yeah, so my opinion on Florida Kanye 12 is, is probably my favorite Florida Kanye, and I have, I have a bottle of all of them here. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I learned, I learned this with whiskey when I was with the whiskey bars. Age statement has nothing to do with what's better, what's not. It's just only more expensive because, you know, a barrel costs a certain amount of dollars to fill. As years go by, it evaporates. So you still got to recuperate your money. So in 12 years, if you only get 200 bottles out of a barrel, it costs you X. In, 15, uh, in 18 years, if you only get 150, well, that money's gone up in value. That's, that's the yeah. only difference. So nothing's better, nothing's worse. It's just the flavor profile changes. Um, it's just what you like the best to me. The 12 is probably the best Florida Kanye out there. I'll, I'll, I'll actually piggyback on that and amend my answer a little bit. So the 12 is my favorite Florida Kanye for the same reason that Lafroig 10 is my favorite Lafroig. It's right. because yeah. it reaches that point where it's still got the character of the young spirit. Like it's still got that smokiness, that punch. Um, but it hasn't lost it because when you get to a certain age, like Florida Kanye 25 is amazing, but it loses what really makes Florida Kanye 7 and, tw uh, 7 and 12 great. It's a different yeah. th it's a different animal. And I feel like 12 is the right middle ground there. For Florida Kanye, yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, Zafra, I like the 30-year. <laughs> the 21 is fantastic. That's I love it, uh, but like the 30-year just like shits on it. You know? I've only had the 21. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty banging. The, the the owner of the company lives here in Miami, so we we run into each other quite a bit. He's a cigar smoker, and there's been you know there's been mutual exchanges of gifts. So of course, um, we man that generated a lot of comments. Don Bleeker <laughs> says twelve is fire, twenty five is too sweet, seven is awesome mix, um, and then Gary Goody says five is too rough for straight sip, and I agree with that. The three and the five, don't sip those. Um, the seven, yeah, seven Blanco, on the other hand. Have you had the seven Blanco? Yeah, I actually, I, do, I use it to make um, that. That one's good. You know, like. I, th- I think that one's good enough to sip. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know what I've also gotten into is like rum agricole from like Martinique and stuff like that, where it's the whole French style of making rum and it's got a completely different flavor. And a lot of them, you drink them Blanco and they're, they're killer. Yeah, so, I mean, that's. That's a good test of a rum. Is what if if it's good blanco, then that means it's good rum. Right. Meanwhile, tequila wise, eh, H tequila all the way. If you don't drink H tequila, a lot of people get scared when they hear the the T word because they think of back in the day when they're in college or something. Reposado and, and older tequila with the right brands will blow your mind away. It'll almost make you not think about scotch or bourbon anymore because these things are amazing and that's. It's something you should try. My opinion of tequila completely changed when I went to this Don Julio tasting, and we kind of went through all the different Don Julio offerings up to the high-end stuff, and it, it really gets good. So the high-end stuff, that's like, I love the 1942. It's not cheap at all, but it's probably one of the best $120 you'll ever spend on a bottle because it's just indulging oh, it, man. It, it, you wouldn't even think it's tequila. Sometimes I pour it for people, and they're kind of like they refuse to drink tequila, and they think they're like, "Oh, this is a great scotch. What's this?" That's how I got my father-in-law to drink rum. I gave him a glass of Florida Cognac Twelve, actually, and I said, "What is that?" And he said, "That's bourbon." And I was like, "Nope, that's rum." And he was like, "But I don't like rum." And <laughs> now, now you do, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like you guys have a lot of good at work. And and Zafra actually speaking of Zafra, Zafra is the same way. What what I've read about Zafra is that it's blended to be like a bourbon drinker's rum, which totally comes through in it. It tastes like bourbon, but with that rum backbone. Without a doubt, yeah, it, it's good. You know, and you know what I've been on like also is a uh, Brugal got one called Leyenda, which uh, I taste Pro Cigar. And ever since I came back from Pro Cigar, I've been addicted to it. But that's a little bit like Aunt Jemima syrup, like sweet. <laughs> have you had Brugal 1888? I have, yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah, there's a lot to drink. You know, which you know what? Big working for a company that has like 18 million blends, like we do, is we get through pairings all the time at work. If you ever come to our headquarters, we probably have like the most amazing lounge. <laughs> it, it is unbelievable with an intense bar. We do a lot of blending up there and 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 pairings and that's fun fortunate awesome well we got to take one more break we'll be right back after a short word from our sponsor this show is sponsored by cigar oasis don't spend all your time worrying about your cigar wrappers cracking splitting or falling apart from humidity fluctuation issues set it and forget it by choosing cigar oasis a professional solution which provides equal distribution of humidity with precise electronic controls monitor your cigars through the internet using the smart humidor wi-fi attachment why don't you spend all your time enjoying your cigars and relaxing and let Cigar Oasis protect your cigars? Cigar Oasis has solutions for any humidor. Make sure you set it and forget it today. Like we're coming out with three lighters that are like that. All right, we're back. Hey. Uh, 
All right. Welcome back to Cigar Chat. We're here with Eddie from Gurkha um, talking about Gurkha and uh, quite a bit about spirits, but that's fine. We, we all love spirits around here. Um, but let's bring it back to Gurkha. Um, I'm trying to think of a Gurkha question. Jason, do you have one queued up in your brain? Yeah, so I was thinking that um, let's say that uh, like like we were talking about earlier, Gurkha's got all of this stuff out there. So it's like some somebody wants to get in into Gurkha. Let's just say that they 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 really want to try. If someone wants like a light body, medium bodied, full body, could you kind of point them in a direction? There you go. Yeah, I can do it like ten different ways. <laughs> like, you know, we'll break it down by country. Do that. So, if you want to go through the range, and let's say our, our products that come out of DR, you know, mild to medium, I'd say you you start with Seller Twenty One. It's fantastic. Um, if you want to go medium bodied, I would go the Seller Eighteen, the Seller Reserve Eighteen, and maybe the One Hundred Twenty Fifth Anniversary, and then. Medium to full seller fifteen, and then full bodied the ghost, which slamming cigar. And then from Nicaragua, like mild, I'd uh, do like a Royal Challenge, Connecticut, even the Maduro. That's actually we're able to come up with a mild Maduro. So a lot of <laughs> they people used don't to be really popular. When I first started smoking cigars, I didn't like Maduros that much because Maduros were mild and sweet. They weren't strong yeah. and spicy like they are these days. Well, and, and that's really not even the, that, you know, the sweetness is, is the Maduro wrapper. Everything else is killer. So a lot of people now are, are beefing them up. We didn't do that with the World Challenge. Um, medium body from Nicaragua, I'd probably go with the Havana Legend, which I'm smoking right now, or the Cellar Reserve 12-year-old Platinum. And then um, full-bodied Heritage. I mean, that is great. Uh, the Classic Havana, which is great. Um and um yeah master select you could you know pepper in there as well so so yeah. your answer there reminded me of what my question was that had disappeared from my brain um and i forgot to ask about it at the ipcpr like i spent the last two days of ipcpr regretting not asking about what happened with the royal challenge how did that whole scavenger hunt thing work out which which way which uh you guys right before ipcpr you guys had that big scavenger hunt um, yes. how did, how did that go? I just didn't hear anything about it after it happened. Oh, 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 yeah. It went great. We did one in Miami. We did one in Atlanta. Um, and we're probably going to do one next in Texas. And then, you know, we're trying to tackle off the areas. The one in Miami was a little bit more tame just because the five locations that we did were to each other. And it was our first one. We wanted to test it out. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as crazy as Atlanta. Atlanta was cool day. I mean, you started at 10 and you got to the last shop by like 4 p.m. because everything was so far wow. away. But um, we made the clues pretty difficult. Like, I sat with my PR team and we're working. They came, they handed me these clues and I was like, I don't have an idea where any of these locations are. <laughs> <laughs> and if I didn't know the shops, I would have been completely like, fuck it, I quit. I'll just meet you at the last location, you know. But people figured it out quickly. So that was cool. It, it, you know what? It, it's fun because you're bouncing around from shop to shop. Everyone gets swag at every shop when you buy a cigar. And then at the end, there's like a massive party. And then, you know, the winner and that whole thing. But mm-hmm. it's great because the shops love it because we're getting consumers from different areas to check out all the other shops. So 
that way, you know, if a guy lives, you know, in Buckhead, Atlanta, he goes to a completely Marietta, Georgia, which is, you know, 20, 30 minutes away. And in the future, he's everywhere. He knows he goes to that shop. They carry the cigars that he likes. So these, these, these shop owners love it because they're getting new customers. Uh, the contestants love it because, well, it's fun and they're checking out new places and they get swag at every location. And at the end, was was a killer party. And we did, you know, we do a lot of work with Hartfield um, Bourbon. We actually did the bourbon collection with them and they provided mm-hmm. the booth for the last uh, shop and we did the party at. That was fun. It was, it was really fun. It came, it was hard to organize. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I bet. And and Atlanta was, you know, Miami, we had 50 participants, which was a lot. And then we announced Atlanta, and I, I had to cut it off at 120. You know, wow. like it, it's just too many people running around from shop to shop, you know, and it's, it's just too much. So, you know, we learned some stuff, and it was cool. Probably the next one isn't going to be in uh, Texas. And then from there, we'll probably just like in the whole... New York, New Jersey area, which is another very strong market for us. So, mm-hmm. what part of Texas? I'm just curious. More than likely, Houston. sorry, Houston. Houston. Okay. Yeah, Houston. Uh, so, and we do well there. Uh, there's there's enough shops to where you can pull it off, but they're close enough, but far enough to make it like a fun day. So, mm-hmm. um, we've got another question from an audience member from Tony Tamparello. First, he has a comment, which is, you guys are the king of swag, which, I mean, he says arguably, but you can't argue much with that. I mean, Gurkha's got some of the best swag game in the game, in the, some of the best swag in the game. Uh, and he wants to know how much do your accessories tie in with your customer base and building brand loyalty that you guys have seen? I mean, honestly, uh, accessories are, we make money off of them, but the whole point of accessory is build so, you know, if you have a Gurkha lighter on your table or a Gurkha ashtray or a humidor, you know, that's always going to be in your face. And if you're smoking another brand, it's still always in your face. And, you know, we do that for many reasons. Like, even our, our beautiful boxes that we design, like, they're all, they're all meant to be collectors for a reason. So, for example, you know, one reason would be if, if it's your birthday and your wife wants to buy you a present, she probably doesn't know what the hell you smoke. But all I can guarantee you is if she ever goes to the cigar shop, she's going to see our logo and she's going to go, wow, that box that I keep my jewelry has the same exact name. My husband likes <laughs> these I'm going to buy these cigars. It's the same thing. My husband has that lighter. You know, like it, it's mm-hmm. it, it's free advertising, you know, so it, it keeps the brand loyalty there. And, and um, we like to do stuff that's a little bit different. I mean, we rolled out a bunch of growlers this year because I love beer. And, oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that that was cool. I have one here, but they're badass, you know. And and you know, we did the whole flask thing. We got a bunch of new type of swag that no one's ever really done before. That we really released, so um, it'd be interesting. Awesome. We're gonna take our last break here. Um, we don't actually have a commercial, but this break is sponsored by none other than Drew Estate. Mmm, they good. That's my Logan read. My Logan impression. <laughs> Uh, Jason, I'll let you ask the next question. Okay, so um, to tie a little bit into the swag thing, like one of the things that I think is really cool about Gurkha is, is you have this image of like the Gurkha warrior and the famous knife. Um, do you have like a particular knife manufacturer that you work with or, or do you we work do. with a variety of places? No, no, no. So what's cool is, you know how it's on like we have different parts of the company. 
that attract different clientele. So one major part for us is military, tactical, armed forces, that whole thing. And aside from donating a lot, we work with them a lot. We design a ton of bags, like tactical bags. and I love uh, that tactical Gurkha backpack that I have. Oh, man, we got four new ones coming out. But we also got, like, rifle cases. Like, it's a whole other business that uh, we're into. Uh, we actually have special edition firearms that are coming out. Like, we, we worked with Troy. Ooh. We have a couple new AR-15s that we do with, with Troy. Troy? Yeah. Wow. And uh, Grey Ghost Precision, we did some uh, 9mm and stuff. Like, so that's some, like, really cool stuff that we do with tactical guys and military guys. So, that being said, all of that is because Kaizad, being a fanatic and a true supporter and all that stuff, he likes designing these stuff. He designs all the bags and he, he designs the knives himself, so we have like a certain factory that we work with, uh, and and we make them all there. That's cool. Wow, I didn't know we, that. Yeah, we've been approached by a couple really cool uh, manufacturers here in the states, and they've been great. And we're like, oh man, we want to, you know, we, we love this product you came up with. Let's roll with it. And then they hear the numbers that we want to order, and it's like, ooh, we can't really do that. <laughs> we don't. It's not like, hey, we're not going to order 100 knives. Like, we're going to start off with, like, all right, let's get 20,000. And then they kind of like, oh, no. <laughs> we can't do that. So we stick to it. We're, we're pretty loyal to our factory. That's awesome. Um, Jason, you got another one? I'm refreshing to see if we have any more audience okay. questions here. Cool. So um, talk a little bit more about um, – you mentioned that you're, <clears throat> you're able to uh, – do. Uh, be still involved with like military and like donating to, I, I assume like cigars for warriors and, and things like that. Do you, do you, do you have your own kind of charitable military side of things? Well, right now the whole donating cigars, it's a little, uh, Oh yeah, that's right. So that kind of, we just kind of now donate funds. Um, but we do a lot of really cool stuff. Like we're not, we're going to do now this like, uh, sniper competition between all the police forces you know we're gonna start doing oh, wow. that you know so it's gonna be like a smoke and shoot type thing but it's really meant for the police force you know uh we have like uh beat a sniper for a day where we got some you know retired t uh, seal team guys that are gonna be shooting and we just aside from that we, we we do a lot of sponsoring and help out a lot of vets and listen man you you uh you lay your line your life you know on the line for us and the least we could do is support you and, and anything you need. And that's just kind of where we stand as a company, you know, um, hope, hopefully the whole donation, like cigar for Warriors thing, like companies could donate again. I mean, right now we just can't, it's, it's unfortunate, but, um, hopefully we could change that. Yeah. Everybody really hopes that they turn that around because it was, a. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe there's some way you can sell somebody a pallet of cigars for a dollar, but even that I feel like the FTA is not going to be okay with. Yeah. Even that we can't do, you know, because then they're going to be like, they see past that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but piggybacking off of that, Tony Tamparello just commented and said his first cigar that was given to him while he was overseas was a Gurkha. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I know, and I know they're really big in the armed forces community. We are. We are. I mean, we've done lines specifically just for the armed forces. You know, the original, like, the whole sniper case cigar that we came out with was originally a, a cigar for the field in the Delta, you know, and then yeah. just kind of took off over there, and we did, like, this great promotion with Tactical Shit, which is a great magazine, in which we 
this was right before the FDA kicked in. It was like literally months before where we, we ended up donating like 700 humidor boxes of, of, of you know, travel otter case humidors filled with cigars. You know, it, it's mm -hmm. we're definitely strong with them and support them, which is great because turn they support us. You know, it's like one happy family. Yeah. Uh, Don Bleeker wants to know how much effort Gurkha is putting into the Canadian market. Well, listen, that's easy. Uh, we want to be more and more active in Canada. Um, we have a pretty good distributor there. A little difficult uh, to be as involved as we'd like to be just because of all the regulations and the taxes. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. Taxes are real heavy up there. I mean, cigars are really expensive in, in Canada, and um, it's just it's not as easy as we'd like it to be, but we're definitely pushing forward. I know that we got a great distributor out there that's push in and, and, and move in. So we're happy with them. So we're just growing every day. And yeah, that's pretty much where we stand. All right. And I want to get in one more question. We're, we're almost at the limit here. Um, but I want to ask, what was it like meeting two chains? You were on vice TV last night, vice land, uh, talking to two chains about Gurkha cigars. <laughs> it's pretty surreal. Uh, it was cool. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a very intelligent guy. You know, a lot of people have this misconception about rappers. This guy is extremely intelligent. He's a connoisseur of the finer things in life. And um, he wasn't just for the show. He really is a cigar smoker. So as, as I was telling you before, like, I just, one day I was really busy. I just picked up a random phone call. And you know when you pick up a phone call, like, man, I don't even got time for this. Hello? Yeah. And it was his manager. Like, we want you to come and be on the show. And I was like, <laughs> like for real like are you kidding me they're like yeah he you know he's a fan of the cigars but he really wants to bring it on and quiz you on on live on tv and all that stuff and it was great you know because that that is a his market is another major market out there it's it's definitely a fast-growing market and and we're, we're we're thankful and fortunate that we got to be on the show i thought it was really cool i got to meet somebody that i listened to on the radio so. yeah who changed <laughs> all right and I'll, I'll get one last question from our audience in here uh chico ray wants to know what is your creamiest blend if he, he's looking for creamy what do you got seller reserve 21 cream all day long there's something that's just as creamy that will be released this year at the show all right but jason you got any 21 <laughs> you got any closing questions jason um, no closing questions. I, I think that this has been great. It's been really interesting to learn and kind of hear more about Gurkha and what's going on. And I'm really looking forward to what you guys are about to drop at IPCPR this year after the little teasers you've been giving us. Me too. Me three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Eddie. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, everybody who's watching, for tuning in, commenting, asking questions. Um, and of course, thanks you for, to all of our Armed Forces Radio Network listeners. You guys are out there doing things we're not built to do, and uh, we just could not appreciate it more. Everybody have a great weekend, and have a great Thanksgiving. <laughs>